first of all, just to get rid of the nerves. I am a bit nervous. <laughs> Man, look, it, it's I'm nervous too. I'm nervous <laughs> too. Like, <laughs> I, I get nervous at all the podcasts, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, as soon as we get into it, man, you know, uh, it's, just, it's just a conversation. It's just two lads having exactly, a conversation yeah. about something they're passionate about, which is like creativity and just putting art out there for people. Like, you know what I mean? Exactly, yeah. Um, what I wanted to say to you was um, that the whole, like, your whole spiritual perspective and all that, I can really listen to you on all that stuff. I kind of grew up on that stuff because... Um, when I was about, let's say, nine or whatever, I was always real, uh, like, I was real, I was, like, all I knew was kind of, like, Christianity and Jesus and all that, so I looked up to that type of stuff. Yeah. And that's what, I kind of wanted to get into that, because to go, I do, I always find myself going deep real quick, and I think that is because I make music, because making music, I put in music, and then I get... I get applauded for doing music. So, like most men, they don't speak in their feelings, but I get applauded for nearly expressing myself. So, I, ba- I basically, like, I found myself, I find myself expressing myself more than the average male, if you get me. But only around certain people, like, with my, all my mates, I'd be, you know, I'd be one of the boys, if you get me. You know what I mean? Yeah. But if, let's say, I'm with you or whatever, or if I want to open up, like, I'm, I'm, <clears throat> It's so easy for me to open up, open up because of um, music and yeah, it's just yeah, I get that. You can just feel like you can be yourself when you're kind of going through music. They're not putting on a mask or trying to play a character or you know just trying to get the lads to accept you and fit in. Like you know what I mean? Exactly. And, yeah. Yeah. yeah it, was, it was like that as well. We, we always had a connection. You know, I always had this void in me. I didn't know what it was, and I wasn't into the whole religious side of things. You know, and. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I just couldn't get get it that way, you know what I mean? So like, I tried to fill that void with everything, you know, drink, drugs, you know, sex, um, fucking overtraining, you know, geographicals, traveling, money, jobs, you know, everything, man. And it was only when we, I suppose, started to find that a spiritual connection, you know, that looked at something out there more powerful than me, some sort of higher entity, and I don't have to associate it with like being a Catholic or being Jesus, yeah, you know, but exactly. it's my own unique yeah. personal belief, exactly. Yeah, you know, and, well, I wanted to say I was only like, say I'm 19 now, but I was only, I was only like I said, I don't know, nine or 12 or whatever. But the reason I found myself looking for that figure like that, I think all male people need someone to look up to and a good role model. And I didn't actually have that role model growing up, so it's just my mom and my brother. So I, I always found, and I wouldn't say this, like, you sound a bit crazy, but I always felt like, if you look up to it, like, this is crazy. I know I don't, I'm the same as you, I believe in energy, I don't, believe, I'm not, no way a Catholic or anything, like, I understand, I take things from it, I, and I kind of just pick, pick off a load of different religions. Mm. But what I was trying to say is, I look up to the likes of, Jesus, which is crazy when I was younger, but it actually put me in a good direction. I didn't go to mass or anything. I just kind of went to church and I kind of, I, I suppose I was sitting with my subconscious mind and I was kind of just listening to what my subconscious mind would tell me. And then I kind of dragged myself into music because when a lot was going on with family and stuff, I found I could express myself through music via me. And that was like my subconscious mind kind of letting things out. And then I kind of went away from religion because my mom gave me the, the another book, The Secret. Yeah. 
she gave me that very young. I was only about 13 or 14. So that was the book first, but I'm just, <laughs> I'm dyslexic. So I didn't like reading or anything. I'm sorry, that's an alarm for you. Yeah, I didn't like no. or any of that stuff. But that book, when I, I just self-help books now, like I wrote, I saw you, The Power of Now on your Instagram. I read that, now that was a eye-opener for me. Yeah, it was, man. And, and yeah, like you, you know, I'm, I'm just, I was dyslexic to own school, you know, and uh, you got fucking, like, got fucking diagnosed with everything, man. You got, <laughs> got diagnosed with fucking ADHD, OCD, BBC, TV3, yeah. you know, every, <laughs> every fucking label under the sun, man. And so I grew up feeling even more fucking insecure and even more different than even more like an alien. You know, and uh, then it was only when I got into my twenties, and I suppose I got I got recovery then from away from that old lifestyle that I realised, you know, I actually like reading, you know. But I just had this core belief in my head that I didn't like reading, and uh, I didn't, I couldn't read because I was just lexic man. But then when I started reading, I was just like, yeah, I actually really love. I'd read a book now. I'd read a book now nearly every day. I finish a book now every week. I tell them I was reading Jesus. something and I fucking love it. That's crazy. <laughs> and uh, and he had the secret, I think, oh man, like that, 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 you know, that philosophy of the secret, that's been around since the Egyptians, you know, since the Egyptian, since the pyramids, like since, like, that's, I think that's where it stemmed from, you know, using the universe to your advantage, you know, what, with like gratitude and if you can think it you can feel it you know and just always having positive a positive mindset on things like you know um and that you know and 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 that's what i'm noticing man the more the more grateful i am for the simple things the more successful i am in everything we do you know what i mean because being grateful like and then and, and it's the whole thing you know that you don't only appreciate the sun when you've been through the rain and like yourself, you know, like I, I find that my, you know, when I look back to me, I suppose my past, you know, that no matter like how far down the scale I've gone, that I can use my experience to like benefit other people and to benefit myself and and, and I am gleaming with gratitude, you know, because yeah. I remember waking up and my head just being riddled with fear and riddled with anxiety for no fucking reason at all, just waking up. And, you know, my head was trying to tell me, look, something real bad's going to happen. And it never tell me what it is. And then, and fucking, late, yeah. oh, and, and now that I have peace of mind today and I'm so grateful for simple things like that. I'm grateful I have my own place. You know, I'm grateful that I can cook. You know, I'm grateful that I can go to bed at night and fall asleep and wake up in the morning. Because there was times when I was lying in bed, you know, my mind was tortured and I couldn't sleep. And then I get up in the morning and I, I couldn't get out of bed. I didn't have any motivation, you know. So I'm grateful today, man, to go out, make it up in the morning, make myself a coffee, you know. I'm an early riser and I sit out on the balcony and I meditate and I drink my coffee and I listen to the birds, man, and like this beautiful orchestra going <laughs> off, like, you know, listen. But saying that, man, there's days when I'm having bad days and that, that's not a beautiful orchestra, you know, that's a fucking racket, you know what I mean? The noise, the birds aren't singing, they're making noise, they're annoying me, you know what I mean? When I'm having yeah. them bad days, but it's about saying, look, the bad days are past and the good days pass, but we don't have to act out no matter what way I'm feeling, like, you know what I mean? Yeah, um, I totally understand. The whole, I think that's, well, you obviously know, you, only, you know yourself the best, but, like, I find I can totally relate because... I have 
I see, I could actually tell you because you do speak on like drugs and addiction and all. And I wasn't addicted to anything, but I definitely did use drugs for one year when I was like 16 or 17. And I tried a lot of things in in just one year because. And what happened to me was I had this really bad trip and I lasted like a week or two. And basically, I got like, uh, what's it called? But basically, yeah, like I just didn't feel like I was part of my body, and I basically was just tripping like crazy for two weeks, and I had to go like depersonalization. Is that all it? that? Yeah, all that type of stuff. <laughs> Everything I like, searching up. Like, She's must it must have been good fucking drugs. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you the stuff, yeah, yeah. But yeah. it did, it did, and after that, and since I wasn't taking anything, I realized like this, these thoughts that I'm having. I give me anxiety and this is normal what I'm, what I'm experiencing like this is I, I grew up with it, if you get me so I thought it was normal and then I was looking for things like whether it be dreaming so big I want to be the best soccer player in the world or whatever just something to yeah. distract me from it something so big that can just take me away from the sun of mind kind of OCD over one thing if you get me yeah um, that's the way no. my brain works yeah, no, it can relate so much to that, you know, just, you said the word there, distracted, you know, and you also said there, that, you know, getting, trying to get away from your head, and that, yeah. I, I, grew, I grew up with that, just thinking, like, in a, a, being in a constant state of fear and anxiety was normal, you know, I remember going out to the, out in the schoolyard in second class, and looking at the other kids playing, I mean, like, do they, do they feel as different as I feel, and it's, oh, maybe, maybe it's just normal, maybe I'll just get on with it, and not yeah. talk about it, and I didn't even, then when I'm in a, in the in the pub sitting with the lads, like, you know what I mean? I was never I was never like I'd never turn around and say, Hey lads, you was ever wake up and just feel real off and just do you ever get that feeling you're on a train and you just haven't got a valid ticket and you're looking over your shoulder and you just feel like an imposter all the time. You, ever, yeah. you know, you'd feel that, but you'd never thought you'd never go up to the barman and say, Here, will you give us a point there and I'm feeling insecure, <laughs> like you know what I mean? It's like it's mad though, and that's and that's what I love when I as I got I suppose when I went on to a different path. I, I started to open up and, and, and talk to people who spoke that same language, that universal language, that were able to articulate uh, uh, how they were feeling inside their heads and, you know, like talking about like having this washing, washing machine head, you know, and the anxiety. And it's, yeah. it's great with me when you can open up and talk. So, yeah, man, look, I, I, I'm riddled with fear all the time. And someone says, oh, yeah, so am I. And you're yeah. like, what? That, you, what you got that do you feel like that when you were a kid yeah and you feel like it now yeah man all the time it's good you know it passes and you know the relief that i got when i heard someone else the other time i had this like terminal uniqueness that i was the only one that felt like that you know and then when i got talking to the like, other people on, on a similar journey to me and yeah. and, and people find that jesus i'm not the only one that gets that and the relief in me fucking head man because like when you know you're there's a great sense of comfort when you don't you feel like you're not the only fucking one. But there, you know? there's a lot of comfort also in it is a blessing in disguise because it does push it towards these like for me I was so lucky to be young and experience this and cop onto it. You know what I mean? I was re- I, I was really young, I was like sixteen or seventeen and I was I was always told by whatever doctors or whatever and it's like you're very lucky because I was straight away because the feeling and all and the experience was so bad. I was straight away like feeling meditate, figure out all these ways, like self-help ways. Because I was always real, do everything myself, but I wouldn't talk. I used to be that type of person, but now I'm 
do everything myself. I'm, if I'm fed up, obviously talk. Like, but you know, don't wait till I have to blow up or you know, tears are coming down. Just little by little. Yeah, but I think I think that's just a normal thing. Not a normal thing, but especially with men, like we we, we tend to wait till the very last minute. Until the red fucking alarm is going off, you know. And I, I have a tendency to do that, you know. That I do that with everything. Look, I remember having a toothache there a while ago, and uh, you know what? I won't do anything about it until I like it got so bad, like where I couldn't sleep. The pain was just excruciating. I couldn't even sleep at night, man. <laughs> and uh, you know, just what taking painkillers, just do anything rather than go to the solution and try and solve the problem. That I'm, I'm waiting till a bitter end, you know. She's or there's a light comes on in the car, and I'm like, ah, sure, look, if the car is still driving, I wait till the smoke coming out of the fucking engine, you know. It just, <laughs> I always have to wait till the bitter end to, to, to jump to the solution to say, right, I better address this issue. If there's a leak. If the leak was in the feckin' in the roof, man, you know, I'd wait till me gaps the swimming pool and then go exactly. right a better call. You know, and it's just that thing, I throw it in the back seat and I'll I worry about it when the smoke in me face sort of thing, like you know. It's extremely fascinating that our brains and our body and our subconscious mind lets us know something's annoying us deep down. And it yeah. you know, it's it's telling us straight away and we ignore it because this mind that's not really taking everything in and doesn't really know what's best for itself. But them feelings actually have so much power and they're doing so yeah. much for us. And we don't even, we don't realise we're too busy worrying about the small things in life and what other people are thinking mm. and all these stuff that don't really matter in the, lo- in the long run and they won't benefit us. But if, yeah. we, if we think about the things, like if you listen to that feeling and just do what, like as you do, like I think it's so inspiring. Like when you go to that, like I saw, saw you on Instagram and, if I live by the sea, I don't have a car, but if I live by the sea, I think I'll be very similar to you. You're getting <laughs> in all the time. Me and my mates do it once a year in December, yeah. about three or four of them, and we go down to the sea, and I swear, <laughs> I swear when we go, it's the, be- it's the best height you'll ever get. Like, Yeah. There's no describing that feeling. And it's only once a year, like for us, and we could do it more, obviously, but it's just running in, and then, like you know your man um, I can't take his name on the spot but he's from America I think his name's the Hoff something Hoff or something Wim Hoff yeah Wim Hoff yeah <laughs> we look at the video saying and we'd be on the way like it'd be a it's Polish <laughs> yeah. you're yeah. thinking of the Hoff what's his your man out Baywatch what's his name <laughs> I don't know <laughs> I'm, trying to, I'm trying to explain you know your man he goes into the real cold like different level Oh, Wim Hof, that's already his Dutch, he's Dutch, it's already yeah. on go, yeah? <laughs> yeah. Well, we were watching videos of him inspiring, inspiring us, because we're absolute pussies, like, to be honest. Like, we never do that, so we wouldn't be immune to it. Like, I do cold showers and all, just for kind of alert myself in the morning, but, like, we wouldn't be, to get into the sea is, like, after, we're, you know, we're, like, we thought we just done Mount Everest or something. Yeah. But that feeling is different, it's just, you're just absorbed into it right now and it's kind of like the power of the now you're it's like a meditation except you don't have to listen to your thoughts you're just forced to switch yeah. on in the moment and there's nothing that that feeling is amazing it's beautiful because and the thing about the sea man is that all our ancestors through the ages our ancient ancient tribes had access to that sea like that yeah. very same sea that only getting into there's those guys getting into a 10 15 50 thousand years ago 
the exact same thing, you know, and it's the same when I look at the star. When I go out and start, like, I love, I love astronomy, I love the stars, and, you know, I get that when I'm even looking up at the stars, that, like, the same tribes from 50,000 years ago have been looking at them, same, like, same stars, and, like, yeah. back then, they didn't have, like, they didn't have the pharmaceutical companies, you know, they didn't have Tinder, Instagram, you know, they didn't have all these kind of distracting resources out there now, you know, they just had all the natural remedies out there, you know, they had the woods, they had the fucking sea, they had the stars, you know, and to be, if you connect with that, as you, as you said, you know, they come back into the present moment, there's something just really healing about it, you know what I mean, yeah. and it does, I get such a, a, just this chemical reaction out of cold water, like, you know what I mean, and I was down there today with a pal, and, uh, you know, we've done a bit of bread work, we're actually doing uh, the Wim Hof stuff, before we got in, and, you know, the yeah. time, we're doing, doing this breeding, and this can, you just get this overwhelming feeling, from breeding alone, like, as if you did take a drug, and you just yeah. feel like you're floating, and you feel like you're just in the zone, and, you know, it's such a, such a nice feeling, like, you know, yeah, they're yeah, they're definitely like as you were saying for stars. The another thing I've realised when I, because I I had a real daydream. I'd stare up at the stars, and if I was out with, a few years ago, I'd say if I was out with my mates, and we were just chilling or whatever, I'd find myself just keep staring up the stars because I feel like what it is the reason I do do it, and the reason why it's so like I suppose like, it's like reassuring that you're these little small problems you're worrying about aren't big to the yeah. universe you know what i mean yeah that's what that's i feel like it does for me like i kind of look up and it makes you realize like 100 years is nothing compared to how long this earth has been here yeah. and you know you just kind of have to trust in i don't know nature, yeah like that yeah that's that's powerful man it is though you realize how minuscule like are all our little problems are like you know when you and you look up at space and you're there, and you do feel like there's something divine out there, you know. And you, and the way I look at it, how can everything just be a mild coincidence? Like, you know what I mean? Like, how yeah. can, like, to be a night in a day perfectly? Like, how can, like, you know, how can there be an oxygen that we, tr that we can breathe, that we can thrive, you know, that's a sea we can get up to, you know, that, that does it, like, you know, everything's just so perfect for us to exist and us to have our own free will as well, you know what I mean? So, when I look at that stuff, it, it's really hard for me to deny that there is not some like divine higher power out there, some sort of higher entity. And and, and for me, it's not like I, I'm not religious at all. You know what I mean? We were talking about this earlier on. You know, I'm like I like like me, me I'm like a la carte religious. You know, like fucking buffet religious. Everywhere you go to a buffet in a hotel, you see your sausages and your rashers and your pudding <laughs> and your beans, and you're like, I'll have a few sausages. I'll leave the rashers. I'll take the beans and a couple of pudding. And that's what I'm like with religion, man. You know, I love the meditation of uh, Buddhism. I love their their philosophy around craving and suffering. That we're only craving stuff because we're suffering, and we we're talking about that with addiction. Like, you know what I mean? That yeah. everything I only I'm only looking for distraction to get away from this inner suffering that I'm feeling on the inside. I'm constantly looking for something over there in the distance so I can get away from how I feel in the now. You know what I mean? And. And I love I love their philosophies and they you know and 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 in Christianity you know what I mean that love, love thy neighbor you know let him without sin cast the first stone which which essentially means like unless you're clean as a whistle you you've no right to judge anyone or point the finger at anyone and and who out who who out there can't point the finger at anyone so it's all about love and, and compassion you know and 
like <laughs> what a guy say, you know, like religion gives God a bad name and you know, like I'm not I'm not anti religious at all, you know, but I just think that uh, some somewhere along the line we just um you know, I think some religions just got too wrapped up in power, but whatever you put human beings and you're gonna get that. So like if I was in if I was in the same position, I'd probably do the same thing. Oh geez, I can make more money. Then we my, my inner primal instinct of greed and gathering will kick in. I go, Yeah, I want more money. Yeah, what can I do to get more money? You know what I mean? <laughs> so it's like, you know, um yeah, but I, I find that it's all about finding your own unique connection whatever that is you know whatever that is you know if you're, you're getting peace of mind and helping people through the catholic church or through buddhism or through through like islamic religions whatever it is you know thrive at it you know embrace it love it because that stuff's working for you yeah, that's right. the main thing about it was finding what works for you and finding your connection like you know what, what if you can if you're happy and you're feeling that void the hole in your soul or that inner void keep doing it you know if it's getting into the sea or if it's saying the rosary or if it's fucking meditating for like whatever is filling that void for you in a healthy way grab it by the scruff and embrace it exactly yeah i totally agree with you um definitely is it's definitely something to i feel like it's i feel like a hundred years from now either this this stuff will really come out like it's own. I feel like it's not out enough if you get me these healthy ways of coping with stuff. I think it's only coming into like the hospitals and doctors and stuff. It still is. It's talked about now, which it never was, kind of. But there's actually studies now, and the more studies to prove these healthy ways. I think the most important thing is a lot of mental health stuff does come from. And I'm not saying mental health isn't real or anything. I totally believe it's real. But a lot of mental health does come from it's very it's very simple to say but it's very hard to do just kind of come into the into the present because a lot of like a lot of mental health problems have increased because of the likes of phones and just no community and stuff like that like not being out with your mates not being outside the whole time not exercise not being physically active like i i do really feel like that it's so important to kind of be grounded in this earth and and just be present, I suppose. Yeah, and you know, and it's so it's 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 mad that you have that perspective from so young, like you know, and 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 it is a thing that we we just in it like our inability to just be in the present moment, like you know what I mean, and needing that distraction. And you talked about it earlier on, you know, that when you feel that inner pain, you know, or feeling different. Rather than looking at it and, and trying to find a solution, that let's just throw it in the back seat and be distracted by it. You know what I mean? Because I know when when I feel off, I'm more likely to look for the distraction and, and, yeah. and something. And it could be something like simple, like going on my phone or buying crap on Amazon or exactly. you know, like I feel off and I go for a run, like I go for an excessive run where it's not like a healthy run. I'm doing it on my health. I'm doing it for the buzz. I'm doing it because I just want to get away. You know what I mean? Um, when I try and say, right, and, and, and see what the thing is, man, is that we're not our minds, you know, our mind, like when you say the word my mind, you know, it's like you're saying my hand and my leg, you know, it's like a part of us, it's my mind, yeah. is like a tool and it's a, it's a problem finding tool where we're always just trying to find problems or solve problems. So the problems are oh, Jesus fucking the coronavirus or 
Donald Trump or when will the pubs be open or when will the gyms be open and all these million problems that I'm completely powerless over and can't do anything about. And but when we start to learn that oh, I can't I'm powerless over them things and just come back to in the present, I'm shutting down my mind. You know, my, my mind is completely, it can't operate if I'm in the present, you know, and when exactly. I come down to the present and, and just being mindful, you know, it, it just eliminates that, that race and mind of mind. But when I find that if there's days I wake up and say, instead of meditating, I'll, I'll drink a litre of coffee and half eat my breakfast and look at the news every two minutes, the chances are I'm going to have a, a more anxious day. And the more anxious day that I'm having, the more likely I am to look for distractions and shit again. And I could exactly, turn to yeah. social media, I could turn to overeating, I could turn to putting shit online that I don't want nor need. You know, where I'm just, I just want to find a sense of ease. I just want a dopamine spike, you know? Yeah, it's, it's but, a snowball effect. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, yeah. if I wake up and be like, right, what, what can I do to give me some like, pure peace, authentic peace? You know, can I do a bit of meditating, you know? Can I fucking sit out and listen to the birds, be a bit more present? You know, can I do a bit of journaling? You know, can I, like, you know, let's even get, if I'm running late, can I get me stuff ready the night before? You know, and so it's about finding a winning formula. Like, what is your what is your ritual that will result in you having a bit of peace of mind and feeling good in yourself? That you don't need to look for them escapes. And you can say the extreme escapes are is the addiction of of drinking drugs that we're just trying to chase that mind altering buzz. I don't know what drink does, but my brain says, look, every time we take a drink, I feel confident. I feel ten feet tall. And numbs away that race in mind and that fear. So I, 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 I've learned that every, every time we drink or we get a bag of coke and I do a few lines, we feel like fucking, we feel invincible. And I know that no matter what, when I take that drug or that drink, that I'll feel like that. So inevitably when I'm feeling off, like my, 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 my sense of wanting to feel happy and feel joyous is always just going to be at the end of a drink or a drug. So I'm just taking shortcuts to feel a certain way. You know what I mean? And like anything that anything that's instant um is never really never lasts, you know what I mean? Yeah, and I, I think um what does also like fit in with what you're saying is like for me I find because I have music and I like I obsessed with music, I really am. I am a, I'd say I'm addicted to music if you're gonna look at it in a deep deep way. Like I go to music a lot for if I wanna get away from something. But the thing with music is you find yourself, whatever you're trying to get away from, you'll never get away with it because it's going to come out of you when you're writing. You know what I mean? Yeah. It does. Yeah. It makes you really self-aware of what your problems are. That's why a lot of people say it's like therapy because you are writing down and you're kind of getting this creative state and things are just flowing out here. You're like, like this is yeah. weird. Like this must have been bothering me. I didn't really deal with that. Like something I was writing today and whatever I do, it comes out of me. What, how deep it is, how much I don't want to face it, it's going to come out of me. Because I'm doing music 24-7, and like with my music, I really do embrace everything. I don't shy away from any problems. I like to face anything, how deep it is, I don't mind. Because at the end of the day, I don't... People don't really care... care about my... like. Oh, that's cool, that's interesting, did you hear about that? Three, week, three weeks go by. They're not going to... Not, three seconds go by, what am I saying three weeks? They're not going to actually really care about it, let's be honest. You know what I mean? But I'm getting out there, and there's going to be someone that does care about it and who can relate to it, and that will resonate with them so much. 
Subs yeah. real, man. You know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, man, 100%. And, and this is the thing about creativity, you know, that, like, you, you could be, like, do you hear the old saying, you know, to the world, you might be one person, but to one person, you might be the world, you know? And you yeah. never know the impact you're having on someone, you know, the positive impact you're having. Like, you could say a lyric, or even if I can say hello to someone on the street, you know what I mean? Exactly, yeah. And I, I love the way you've discovered music as a way of expressing how you feel in a healthy way. Because we, we all get emotions. We all get ups and downs. And when I get them lows, I'm just experiencing the other end of the, the human emotional spectrum. You know, when I do get them lows, and it, it's okay to feel okay, you know what I mean? Mm. And, like, and you, you having that like ability to be able to write down how you feel, you know, you're you're annoyed with your dad, and you know, and, and that obviously brought up emotions for you, you know what I mean? And what what was the old way when we felt emotions? We didn't, we were never taught as kids, you know, how to deal with emotions. You know, if we went up to my mom and said, "Hey, ma, I'm feeling a bit emotional," she'd be like, "Here, Colin, put a drink, a bit of stale seven up or something," you know what I mean? Um, you know, they, like emotions weren't talked about, you know, you can. If you can't put a plaster on it or, you know, I don't know what you're talking about sort of thing. And, you know, and I suppose that's great that you've learned that you you do get emotions and how, how you can express them is through, through, through um, you know, creativity. And, you know, the beautiful thing about creativity is that sometimes when we're feeling great, we're feeling really creative, you know, when we start writing stuff down or thinking of great ideas. Or, but sometimes it's when we're suffering as well that we get these these great ideas when we're feeling off or feeling angry, you know, yeah. that we can go and, and, and write them down. And, like, you look at a lot of lyrics, like, um, of, of all different rappers, like, you know what I mean? And a lot of them, they're rapping about the struggle, you know, the struggle of their upbringing or the struggle of what it's like to be, you know, who they are, you know what I mean? Or, or, the, or the struggles that they face on a regular basis, like, you know what I mean? It's not yeah. all happy rainbows and unicorns that talk no, about, you know, they express... Yeah. Yeah, they're expressing I, like the struggles. What I've realized, like with myself, and it's always you learn so much by looking back and why you've made these decisions. So, why I did start music, I think, definitely was from a perception of dealing with problems. Like, I think it was the best because I, as I said, I was someone that didn't speak to anyone when I was younger. I was just, I was mad into sports and I was mad into music, but I didn't tell anyone I'd done music. I kind of just went home tried to write I probably spelt everything backwards now looking looking back <laughs> oh, stop man we still man definitely like the hardest thing about living in Dunleary is how to fucking spell Dunleary like on a <laughs> daily basis I have to write my address so like somewhere somehow I have to like I have to like I've never gone a day without googling Dunleary and, and have to copy and paste the right spelling of it like yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I know it's <laughs> But what I was what I was getting to was, like, even though obviously I wasn't at that time, I wasn't doing it because I want to make a living out of this, and I'm gonna like I have a passion and a purpose of doing this music. It was, it was actually, I was using it like, I'm still using it now as a way to express myself. But now I see it as a business, and I obviously want to reap the benefits out of getting good and putting so much time into something and get the value out of it. But back then. I was just literally using it as a way to cope with problems and I wasn't putting it out or anything because I, I would have just kind of laughed at myself and been like, kind of cringed at myself, like, what are you doing? Like, first of all, rapping in Ireland is a bit crazy, especially back then. 
it's kind of, the scene has kind of grown now, but it was crazy how it, it definitely just tr- transformed my whole perspective. And I don't know what I'd be without music, to be honest. I don't know what my perspective would be if I would dip into spirituality as much or what I just get into sports. I, you never actually know how those, yeah. just be coping with something, how that, like, looking for a tool to cope actually became my life to be honest yeah and it, it's beautiful that you discovered that as well you know what I mean and you know, man personally I think like creativity you know if you're writing the rap music is is really it is a spiritual thing like you have to think like where are them lyrics coming from like where where it is you know they're, like, do I if I like look at it like them they're not are they my thoughts where are they coming from where's my mind found this stuff that I wrote down is that just I'm sitting on the bus and I get this nice lyric to write or I want to do a bit of journaling or I take a something funny oh, I want to act this out you know I want to like, like do a bit of comedy or whatever it is like you know I was like where did that thought originally stem from where did it come from like, you know what I mean so that's yeah. my thing that we, like, and, and Carl Jung always talked about you know this this synchronized consciousness that we all have we're all connected to this cloud somewhere open I don't know if it's up or like it's just that we're all connected to this synchronized consciousness, you know what I mean? Yeah, I tribes have all been able to connect to this, to this, um, to this thing, like you know. But man, if you look out, you well, like there's always been music, there's always been laughter, there's always been dancing, you know. So it's like creativity, creativity triggers endorphins, it makes people feel good, it makes people feel entertained. Your music, you're entertaining people, if you have comedy, you're making people laugh. You know, if 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 you're writing films and thrillers, you know, entertaining. Like so, it's benefiting people. You know, creativity is be- benefiting people. And if you're afraid to put stuff out because of the response that you get, or you know that you're not of, you're not afraid people will accept it or like it. You know, that, well, that's being selfish. Because again, what we're going back to that that if you can connect with one person or help one person. With what you're putting out there then it's a massive massive success and even if you don't connect with anyone the main thing is and what we talked about was that we're putting it out there for to for us to express ourselves you know what i mean and like you well, i was never brought up as a kid how to articulate my emotions and my feelings we didn't talk about that and i, I think it was a lot of households growing up like that we just didn't discuss that sort of stuff like you know yeah, exactly. so I, wasn't, I was an adult that we found different ways and still today i can struggle articulate how I'm feeling, you know, so some days I might do a bit of journaling or I might just go for it swimming in the sea and that's more like my de-stressors like, you know Yeah, um, with the whole creativity side, as you're saying like it comes from like consciousness or something just infinite beyond our comprehension I definitely do agree with that and when I was younger I always felt like this isn't me writing this and then I I kind of t- to this day I feel like it's my, my subconscious mind like the like you know you obviously know what subconscious mind is but for people that don't know what the subconscious mind is it's kind of like it's basically it's taken in everything and we don't realize it's taken in everything and the real how i came to the conclusion that i think it's my subconscious mind rather than something like infinite intelligence or whatever i i i don't actually know obviously but i kind of always next year i might have a different opinion i might think it's just this infinite spirit type of thing but right now, I think it's my subconscious mind because I do find, let's say, there's a word or something in the, a, mm-hmm. a book open and there's a word in the book and 
I'll be writing and this word I barely I'd barely use when I'm talking or I'd barely know the meaning to it. But when I'm writing, I'd find myself writing and this word I'd write this word and I'd make like ten rhymes out of it that I usually wouldn't rhyme with. But because in the side the side of my eye can see that and it's taking it in and I'm in this creative state, it just takes that and it's I don't know if I sound a bit wacky and you understand what I'm saying. You no, I'll get to man. Yeah. But I yeah. and that kind of comes in to the whole song and I'm like like that's how did the side of my eye take that in and kind of turn that into the whole like a real important part of the song into a verse or something yeah it's cool it's like and it's like a, I hear people talk about like a state of flow that they, they just do something naturally like it's like they weren't in control it's like the body just took over like you know what I mean that mm-hmm. The, like it's like when you learn how to drive, you know, you're not thinking about driving, and the more you actually focus on driving, the worse you drive. But whereas if you are even walking or breathing, you know, if you start manually thinking about your breathing or each step that you take, you start making all mistakes and feel all clumsy and all. Like, you know what yeah, I mean? Exactly, yeah. But like if we can get to a place where even with our creativity that we feel so comfortable and our motives are right that I'm not writing lyrics. Just thinking about Jesus, what will, what will Anto down the road think of this? And I know that's a, I know I can't really that now. We probably think that's a bit too, that, that's a bit too deep, like you know, or that's yeah. not cool enough. Or you know, and it goes back to that thing. And something that I suppose struggled with in my twenties, where you're just so obsessed with people just like liking you and accepting you and just doing and dressing and wearing certain things just so they accept you, like you know. And I go, yeah. I remember having like. I'd go around to collect the lads, right? And I'd have two Spotify playlists, you know? And one of my playlists was all full of, like, dance music, you know, heavy techno music, heavy house music. And, uh, you know, and I'd pick up the lads. <laughs> <laughs> they probably think I'm so fucking badass. I'm so cool. Like, you know? And then, like, and then when I was on my own, they'd have my own playlist, you know, that was, like, full of, like, Jimi Hendrix, you know, the Beatles, Pink Floyd, you know, Oasis, Coldplay, you know, like, yeah. Aslan, you know, and all this music that I, that, that was bleeding great music. I wouldn't, I wouldn't shy away though. I'm passionate and love fucking Jimi Hendrix now. But back then, you know, I, I felt like, just if they, they hear me listen to this now, they'd probably slag me, you know, and I was, I was, I was just, I was so terrified to be myself that I didn't want them to hear that playlist. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, and when you probably look back, you're kind of how stupid that was, but like, back then it was such a it was a big deal to you you know what i mean yeah 100 and it's that thing just please just accept me i'll do anything you want just accept me and it stems to a low self-esteem thing you know that you don't feel good enough so you have to people please you know like if you made me a cup of tea i'd have to buy you a ferrari because i'd be like jeez i didn't deserve that what did you make me a cup of tea i'm not good enough for his cup of tea you know, I'll, I'll need to make it up to him now. I'll give him, I'll give him a jo- jo- jockey back down to Donegal or something like, you know, just so we're even. You know, just because you weren't even worthy of, of getting favours, like, you know what I mean? Or people doing something nice for you. Like, geez, what do you do after me for? Like, you know, and, and then I suppose over time when you start to like who you are and accept who you are and become your own best friend. And then you start to attract that circle because when I was younger, you know, I played all these different characters. You know, I thought I was the hard man. You know, yeah. the best scrapper was always the most respected and all. And, 
you know, and, and, and from a young age, you know, getting into boxing and, and my toy, because I thought, oh, then people would like me and accept me. And, and like you, like, I wasn't an aggressive person. I'm the most anti-confrontational person you'll ever meet, like, you know what I mean? And But I was playing, I, I needed a lot of drink and a lot of drugs, you know, to back up this character, to play this role, to play out this mask I was wearing, just because I didn't want the lads to find out how terrified I was underneath it all. I was petrified. I was hanging around with all the, the hard lads, you know, to smart out of it, to kill us, kill us cucumbers, man. But deep down, I was riddled with fear and riddled yeah. with anxiety and terrified that they'd find out that I'm not a, I'm not the fellow I'm pretending to be, like, you know, and I wasn't even into the stuff where they, I wake up the next day riddled with remorse and riddled with fucking, you know, anxiety because of the person I was and it wasn't me and it was going against all my, all my values, you know what I mean? Yeah, definitely is. That's another thing. I was actually kind of weighing on my mind last week is your circle is extremely important who you do hang around with. I, I thank God I do have a good circle and all my mates and all their support and all that. So I'm very grateful for that, obviously. But it is so important. And it's just like everything, whatever's around you is so important, whatever you're putting into your head. Like it's like a mental yeah. diet. And then people that you're with, even the way they're standing, their posture, f- f- everything from small, they're kind of inspiring you. They're, you're learning little traits off them, the, way, the ways of thinking, like the way they're thinking, if they're always talking or they're thinking a certain way. Like you're gonna start copping up these things, so it is important to find the right circle. And like you said, once you start being yourself, you gravitate. First, I feel like you you just gravitate towards the right people at the right time, and it's just it's, it's a crazy kind of journey, I suppose. Yeah, no, hundred percent, man. It's it's the old one, you know. Good vibes attract good tribes, like you know what I mean, and. Like, I suppose we needed to go down them roads to realise who I was and, and who I wasn't, you know, and I'm very blessed for the circle of friends that I have around me today, you know what I mean? And, you know, good, good people I can pick up the fountain and just open up to our people that are just into the same buzz that I'm into, you know, and there's no falseness and, and there's no fakeness, you know, but exactly. back then, you know, I was like fitting into all the circles, you know, I so wanted to hang around with like the footballers, and the and the fucking you know the the bogies and the skater dudes and, and the rappers and the, you know <laughs> and I could I could but I was like a uh, I was like a fucking uh, you know shapeshifter you know what I mean I'd morph into all these different characters I didn't even know who it was you know what I mean I just wanted to be accepted and fit in everywhere I went you know spoofing and making up all these stories so they accept me and think I'm cool like you know what I mean and then. I was just like, what, who, who am I, like, you know what I mean, and now this is actually, like, and then I had to look at what, what, what is actually the stuff that Colin likes to do, you know what I mean, and what am I into, rather than what, Jesus, what, what's still into, and then what can I do, like, if you told me you like cricket, I'd be like, and personally, I don't, I'm not a big fan of cricket, I don't like cricket at all, it's the most <laughs> boring thing in the world, but if you told me you like cricket. I, I'd show up to your gaff man with a fucking cricket jersey on, so you'd like me, like, you know what I mean? So it just, you know, and like, I, put, like, I, don't, I don't know how anyone can watch a game of cricket. Like, imagine watching a game of hurling on the TV and then watching a game of cricket. You're like, what is this shit? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. like, how can you be all pumped up and go, right, lads, it's a, a tea break, a tea break or dinner break or time for tea, whatever. I don't know, but look, some people are mad into it. Some people are mad into it. I said there's a lot of people like, what the hell? <laughs> it's just <laughs> not for me. Like, 
I'll stay. I'll stick to the hurling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, but see, that's another thing. Sports, uh, sports like hurling and all, they also bring the flows. Like I used to just think it's music when I first started and stuff like that. That bring the that flow state, but you know, like basketball, Gaelic, soccer, all those type of things, all those sports, they bring that flow state. They put you into that flow. They get your adrenaline pumping. You're kind of so in the zone, and you know that happens with those two, which is crazy. And I think that's. I think it's actually in everything. I think if you get into something so much, you'll eventually find yourself in the flow state because you've done it so much, yeah. and then you'll just unle- you'll find yourself in this place where you're like, oh, I'm doing really good, and I just you just kind of broke through this barrier. That's what I find out with myself. I love that. And like, if you were to say what is a flow state, it's like you're just so intensely present that your mind does not even exist for that moment. Like, like no, like you look at rugby players in the in that flow state. You know they're breaking fucking arms or their shoulders, and they don't even notice. You know what I mean? They're finishing the game because they're so in the moment and in the buzz, and they're coming off the pitch, and they haven't even noticed they've broken a bone until they calm down and relax. You know what I mean? And in, and in races and, you know, the people look at this someday. I remember going out for games of football and, uh, you know, some days it was like fucking Maradona on the pitch, like, you know what I mean? And, and then other days it was like fucking, Jesus, uh, I was trying to think of someone that's probably not as good. Probably some cricket player playing a game of football, <laughs> like, you know, and, uh, um, you know, and, and like, and, and, it, and this is it. And for no reason, I couldn't do the science behind it. How come sometimes I'm good and sometimes I'm bad? But sometimes it's just in that state of flow that I suppose if you get so comfortable with something and you're just so intrigued by something and passionate about it that you just go and do it and you're not worrying about your mind. Like, you're not worrying about, like, I remember going out playing football and I'd be freaked out with the crowd or if someone shouted at me, oh, Jesus, Colin, what are you doing? And then my head would be gone. I don't want to hide in the corner and not even play, yeah. you know what I mean? But there's times where I just feel that that buzz and that that fucking wolf just wants to come out, man. And, you know, I do it now, I'm running now, I'm really, I get really into it and into the moment, you know, and I do it with long distance swims or cycling. You know, I let that inner wolf out and just let the flow take over. Well, I don't, I don't think there's a way to like, gauge it and control it and, sit and be like, you probably get that sometimes when you're sitting down and you're getting, you know, just come on, get in the flow. I just need to come up with some lyrics. <laughs> you know, sometimes I think just some days you're in the flow and naturally and you're writing the best stuff you've ever written. And in other days, it's just, it's just sometimes it's just a bit of a, a bit of a blank like. Yeah, but that, the thing with the, I think it becomes a sort of an addiction what I found with myself is because when I was younger, my music would have been really bad. And then when I got into the flow state, it kind of upgraded a little bit. But now that I've been doing it, like I've been doing it for years. So I feel like now I'm just kind of, I I have to, like, it's part of my routine. Like, I at least spend, at least, I'd normally spend three hours doing, like, writing music. Obviously, I practice my music and I do, I'm getting into the business side of it because I'm realising it's more of a business than anything. So I have to kind of understand that like side of things. But what I, since I tell myself like every day, Dylan, you have to do three plus hours music, writing, Whether you're writing and you're not, you're in a terrible mood, you have to force yourself to do it. And then that, like at the third hour, I could find myself, I hit the flow and kind of just force yourself into it. And like you were saying, with the just to go back on the whole flow state thing, how you get into the flow state, I feel like 
with myself, it's kind of just not expecting or trying. I think the to get into the flow is just to let it, like it kind of says the whole in the whole name of the thing, like just kind of let it be. If you know what I mean? Kind of forget mm-hmm. about everything. Just kind of let that the smart side of yourself, the subconscious, just take over. If you know what I mean? And just yeah. keep working because if you have expectations or anything. Like that just creates a barrier straight away. That's why I find it myself. Cause yeah, man. We, well, um, like, even this podcast, man. You know, this is this is in a state of flow now. We don't like we don't know what we're gonna say next. We don't know what questions are gonna come out. But I think when you get something you're just so connected to it and into that, so you know, you're just in a state of presence and in the present moment. Exactly. You know that you're engaging in something so intensely. That like the thought has been taken out. That premeditated thoughts just aren't there. You know, it's like, right, what will I, what will I say now? Okay, what you know, there's no script. It's just so natural and organic. Like, and that that's the thing about creativity that it's not. It's so. It's about I suppose connecting with something. You know, some entity that you know to getting that source of creativity is coming from somewhere beyond us. Like, it's not our original thoughts. You know what I mean? I can't. I can't say that oh this this is like they say with like art and things like that, you know, when artists did when they originally started doing art that they'd say, Oh, this this was this was God, you know, we actually had nothing to do with this, you know, it's just the it's just the middleman, like, you know what I mean? But when they started like saying, Oh, I I done this, Colin done this, this is boy Colin was here twenty twelve, you know, when I said like that's when they started this that's when the art I suppose it's hard to go a bit pear-shaped, like, you know what I mean? That if you say, right, I'm just a messenger, what what does the universe want me to disclose today via column? You know, I'm more like, I'm more like, I'm, I feel more authentic and that things are more in a flow state. But if I'm doing it out, out of ego or trying to, you know what I mean? That I, I don't feel that it is that natural, like, you know? Yeah, but um, with the whole, see, I'm very, so I was listening to your podcast and I kind of did follow the whole spiritual thing because I've been getting into spiritual side of stuff. But I still like do my routine, which like meditating and gratitude and whatever, exercising. And I have a few things I do, which is spiritual, but I definitely know I have, like everyone has egos and I know a lot of my work ethic and all that type of stuff does come from an ego. Like you can't overlook the power. The ego actually does have power too. I know what you will be in a happier. I will be in a happier state without just dead in the ego, like no more ego. Just do this for me. But it's, it's so hard to, I suppose, get to that state to just basically be monk mode because I definitely do have a big ego, and I am aware of that when it comes to music because it's something I'm so, I'm so passionate about. And if, I, if someone says, "Oh, whatever, you can't be this great, or you won't get." you know there's no way you're from ireland you can't be like the biggest rapper in the world like i do like i don't actually have limits on what i want to be when it comes to music mm. and i know it sounds so people can't comprehend like what is this guy saying he's from Calvary. <laughs> is he mad <laughs> but i i can i can honestly say like that is what i do truly believe like i can like drake's from canada i don't see why why can't he canada was nothing for music, there might be Justin Bieber, but there's no rappers coming out of Canada right now. He's doing the biggest numbers in the music yeah. industry, and I don't understand. And he's not like Eminem; he doesn't have the he's not the fastest rapper. He's there's a lot of like it is a lot a lot about business, and it is a lot about ego. Yeah. It's about 
it's about being in touch with yourself. It's about making the right moves, the right decisions. Mm, I know, we, look, e- ego ego is important. Like, ego, we all have it. It's a primal, like, it's e- ego, like, the way, though, that, like, Edgar Toll describes it, you know what I mean? That that we, we all have ego, you know, it's a primal thing. It's a primal tool that we all have. And, and like, I suppose it's hard to constantly switch it off, but... I think the thing with ego with me that if if something makes me happy and gives me that buzz, then it also has the ability to take away the happy and take away that buzz. Like if you're like like I'm saying with the mute, like if Drake wasn't getting the numbers and wasn't getting, I suppose the the admiration that he's getting, his head would probably be wrecked. You know what I mean? And in saying that, even though he is getting the numbers that he's getting. I say he still loved to get double the numbers. You know what I mean? That, yeah. you know, with, with, with me, it's that when with egos, like, oh, all I want is a million quid. And then as soon as I get a million quid, I just want two million quid. I want to get two million. I just want 10 million. You know what I mean? That whenever that is a state of being satisfied, we're satisfied with, with, with being, we're getting a buzz out being potentially satisfied in the future when we get that thing. And ego is important. Like, and, you said about Drake not having a, like his background for like he's not an authentic rapper because he didn't come like from the the hard tough hood like and it's the same with Tupac like Tupac was in like a drama school when he was a kid like you know what I mean he was doing acting you know and he was a really really nice kid and you know and then and, and then as he got older and, and into rap he started to portray this character and so much so that he he got lost in playing the hard man you know trying to just be fit in and i say underneath it all he, he was terrified you know what i mean and you know that just he was trying to portray this 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 t- thing that he was that he wasn't it was more about the gangster rap look rather yeah. than the music or, or the creativity you know what i mean yeah see it's 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 so interesting because we don't know where music stands in 10 years or 15 years like mm. well rap could turn into rock like it could be the last like rock is not real big in the scene you know what yeah. i mean so it definitely is a really interesting thing and there could be just a whole entire new style like, like i don't know i'm not sh- sure but i'm pretty sure dubstep like you know dubstep well, like it's that. it's kind of gone to new style now with the grime and like there's a lot of griming out there at the moment and that that yeah. seems really big yeah yeah you see it's right now it's kind of like melodic rap so it's like rappers are kind of singing and they have the auto-tune and it just keeps it's like everything everything will keep constantly evolving and that's why i suppose i always stay doing music because i have to keep constantly evolving with it yeah it's very it's very interesting uh the whole music scene and all i definitely um yeah definitely (laughs) it's the one thing that i can't I can't actually seem to get a grip on is my ego with music. But at the end of the day, I kind of, I feel it and I kind of respect it and I know when it gets out of hand. Yeah. And like, I know what I said, like some people might sound crazy, but when I say, yeah, that's ego, but it's honestly, it is, it's confidence. It's sheer confidence. Like it's just a belief that I have and it's something to work towards. Yeah. It's not like I think I'm, like obviously everyone thinks like, if you're doing something like you think you're going to be the like do the best numbers you're going to think you're better in a sense but like there's obviously going to be rappers that are way better than me and make a show me in certain aspects but they might not be able to do a certain melody or and i might not be able to like spit as fast or whatever or do this much bars or whatever it is but 
that's what I'm saying when it gets to the business side of things kind of drifts me away from my whole creative state yeah. the, the business side of things kind of make you think like if I get this onto this platform I'm automatically have this much views and this much new fans and and these things are all so possible and it is another ego thing it's run by money and the more money you have it's it's so much easier to be anything or do anything so it's definitely it's definitely like music really is just like it's like any other business like you need the more money you have to fund it like it's more possible you're going to make you don't have to be you don't have to be talented you could start music next year if you have a if you have a million euro i, I could give you the ways to make it pretty big like so so but there needs to be a level like you can't just be if that was the case and every millionaire would have kids that are famous rock stars or famous rappers or just famous somehow that there has to be a level of talent and like natural creativity like you know what i mean like yeah and like i suppose i didn't explain myself like obviously let's say there's a kid and he's just interested in music and he's brought up a lot of money and he does get a million euro he puts it on himself first well if it's just him doing it himself well, he hasn't experienced anything to actually know where to put the money, but let's say, uh, not me, because I wouldn't even look myself as someone at that level yet, but someone that's in the game a long time. People in the game a long time won't be that rich. I'm not going to go into detail, but basically, you can put your music into playlists for money. You can campaign onto bigger pages. You can get, I don't know, Kim Kardashian or something to share it, or you can get her to do a little TikTok with that song and loads of people it might be just see what's going to happen to that person is they won't be around for long and that's what happens to a lot of rappers they don't stay for long because they don't have this they don't have they don't have the experience behind them they don't have the years yeah. of grinding and the years of practicing and getting better but what yeah they they're just a flashlight they're not like it's like ronaldo if he only had with the game of his life but he, then he just faded away, then he just didn't have, like, you know what I mean? His natural form wasn't wasn't being, like, the best player in the world. He was just lucky and had the game, this yeah. life. And yeah. then everyone quickly forget, forgets about that. But if you're if you're genuinely, you know, like, really good at something, really pat- and creative at something, like Ed Sheeran, like, you know what I mean? That, like, he's, I know, you know, some people, like, feckin' mightn't be, think he's great. Like, a lot of rappers probably don't, aren't into Ed Sheeran. I think he's, oh, I, I think, listen, like... I listen to Ed Sheeran. Yeah, for example, like the amount of like amount of stuff he puts out there on a regular basis, like that's getting on at the start. It was a case that like, it was really, really like, creative and stuff like that. Then it, I think his later stuff is more just um once his name is on it, it just does well naturally, like you know what I mean? Yeah. But I think when you get to that stage, like Drake, like I say Drake can put out anything now and it's gonna get him like over a billion downloads, like you know what I mean? <laughs> just because of who he is, like but I think like that's what I'm trying to say is that when like the t- the talented you are, the more opportunities you have, and when you get up there, it's like the richer you are, the, the easier it is to get richer. Like you know what I mean? And yeah. the more famous you are, the famous, the easier it is to get more even more famous. Like you know, yeah. but as soon as you you get up, you you need a level of suppose talent along with luck. You probably do need luck as well, uh, to to get up there. You know, but I think if you're naturally talented, that you like the world is your oyster. Yeah. And that is the thing, like, it could take five, ten years for people to get to whatever it is, where it's music, sports, or any of these, just be a lawyer or whatever they want to do in college or whatever someone desires to be. Like, it is, 
even let's say if it doesn't happen you still have this like you have this not you don't have a regret behind you and yet definitely came out a much smarter stronger and your character is built so much more stronger but if it does happen like you said you do reap the benefits of being able to stay on top and you know build up on that like you get to that level it's very hard to fall back down but i do think if it doesn't happen and if it is you do go through the five ten years of grinding and losing sleep and doing the hard work and doing everything everyone else is basically not doing mm. i do think it's it's definitely it's definitely still where i don't see how it's not where like you if there's something that you want to do i don't understand why you wouldn't do it I, yeah. I i can't i never could comprehend that and i can't comprehend that that if you really want to do something and you believe it's possible like you should just do it there should be no you should just straight away do it like who it's what you want to do like life is very limited yeah it is true and then, see it's hard as well though like you think imagine some guy you know he's he two kids he's a full-time job his wife he's a mortgage his yeah. builds and and next thing he's just like, you know what? I've always wanted to be a rapper. Like you know, it's like how how, how does he go? Bro? I'm gonna stop doing this fucking pen pushing nine to five job paying mortgage. Honestly, honestly, for that I can't, I can't actually. Like I'm speaking from my perspective and my pri- a lot all of my privileges, and that's being honest. I can't. I'd be wrong to say he can just grind or whatever because I have no understanding. To be honest, that's. Like that's a whole different situation, and for those people, I suppose, like you don't have to be like. As the more I, the longer I do this, the more I realize, like less is more. You know what I mean? Mm. Like I, you never know. Like five or ten years from now, like oh yeah, I did have humongous dreams, but like I wouldn't, I wouldn't be unsatisfied if I said here I came to a point where I don't need all this crazy money, crazy whatever that I desired since young. Because I've came to a state where I'm fully, I'm fully um, fulfilled in myself, and that's why as I get older, I'm like, I, I have to really realize why am I doing this, Dylan? Why am I doing this? But I'm gonna mm. be honest. Ego comes in and always says like, I do want to be able to provide yeah. family and provide, even just have the money for whoever and have the money for myself and live a comfortable life where I do have that freedom. But if I don't, yeah. I'm not gonna be down on myself it is how it is you know what i mean well as, as you said that the why is it's the why you do it and as, as we were talking about at the start you know it, it, i suppose it's it's a relief you know it's a, it's a source of you know just being able to express our emotions and how we feel and you know if it's rapping or if it's fecking you know writing plays or you know whatever whatever floats your boat you know and i suppose if we bring it but down to why did we originally get into it like why did why did football, well, like, let's think, like, why did Roy Kane or Ronaldo or fucking Messi, why did they originally get into playing football? Because it made them feel good. You know, they went out kicking the football against the wall because they loved the buzz that they got. And, you know, it was a nice resource for them to get a bit of, like, to have it, like, to feel good and escape from, like, it was, I don't know what their childhoods were like, you know, but they were doing it because they enjoyed it, you know, and that's what it stemmed from. Then it worked out with that shit. I'm actually really good at this. And, uh, you know, they made a living out of it. But if they hadn't made a living, the, 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 it comes back that they were just doing something because it made them feel good and it was fun and there was no dire consequences and it was always accessible and they could always do it. And, you know, it's, it's just coming back to, to, to the rap as well, you know, that I can, uh, you know, that I, I, I can 
you know, it's whatever creativity it is, like, you know what I mean, that it's, it's coming down to why, why am I doing it because it makes me feel good. And if it can make a living out of it, then Jesus, happy days, you know, but if not, it's just, it's, it's, it's a hobby and it's not, like, and it's something nice to do that makes me feel good. Yeah, and it's not the end of it, like, uh, it's not the end of the world or anything, but there is, um, it's a very interesting, like, you know how you said Messi and Ronaldo, you don't know what your childhood were like, but pretty sure I've seen videos on both of them on their child like normally those people that do reach those crazy heights they all had like fairly bad childhoods and they had a lot of trauma and stuff like that i find out i feel like that is because maybe they just got so absorbed in being distracted from all the problems and they got obsessed with one thing and they got addicted and it was just a healthy release and then they just had this from growing up they just had this resilience like even with people with mental health problems growing up now anxiety or what i don't know depression or any whatever it is like you don't understand like you have this unbelievable power first of all you're dealing with that like that if you're dealing with that and you haven't even been told the coping mechanisms yet and you've dealt with that like you already have a head start yeah. you, you figured like you've have this strength you've this resilience you have this over people you have you have to learn to get to know yourself you have to until you actually go through stuff like that you realize like those things there's good in them and there's good inside those stuff and there's a lot of power and strength you can build off from those negative situations but with the whole like really successful people it is really interesting because a lot of them do you hear about their backgrounds and you're like like whoa why can't i do anything like i'm complaining about a sore back (laughs) today you know what i mean like, yeah, it is that. But like, it goes. I suppose it goes back to like, like no one gets out childhood unscathed. Like, you know what I mean? And that I suppose like, like I'm a big believer. Like, I came from a big family home. You know, with eight siblings. You know, and uh, you know, but I had a perfectly normal dysfunctional family. You know what I mean? And still to this day, I don't know what normal is. And it's a, it's a, it's a word that we throw around a lot. But if you were to like get like twenty people to draw a picture of a normal house or a normal car or a normal person they'd all have 20 different pictures like you know what i mean that's completely subjective but yeah a lot of the time even on social media that, that people contrive to be normal and look a certain way and be a certain way but not realizing that normal is you, your uniqueness as you as you are your own sense of normal is about as well as embracing exactly who you are you know you're the only normal in your life i'm normal in my life you know and it's all about like where what our own personal perspectives, like you know what I mean. That's completely subjective. That we can't convince you what normal is because you have a different sense of what normal is, like you know what I mean. So rather than being, oh, I, I need to look like this influencer in order to be to be worthy and for people to like me. So then my my goal turns into I need to lose weight, or I need to put on weight, or I need to put on muscle, or you know, because if I, I need to look like uh, Jimmy, the the influencer there. Uh, in order to be to be happy and fulfilled and it's it's madness you know and to be like that rather than just celebrate there's no better version of you out there there's no better version of deal alive at the moment there's no one else doing you better than you like you know what i mean yeah so embrace that uniqueness celebrate it yeah i never actually i never thought of it like that there's no better version of me like right now yeah there's not you're 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 a, you're the well you're one you're 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 just oh, what am I trying to say? 
if you were like an, an antique, you'd be going for billions because there's only one of you in the whole world. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, as for me, I, I, I'd go for a bit cheaper because I'm damaged goods. You know, <laughs> I'd be, I'd really like the yellow sticker when you go into Tesco or the juice to clear. <laughs> well, that's a sell boy day. <laughs> but, um, with the whole perspective, um, um, I also do think it's. I I did develop that habit. Thank God, I got. I don't know if you came across David Goggins. Yeah, love David Goggins. Yeah. Man, stay hard, motherfucker. <laughs> He's so motivational. Yeah, but I I got the book and all when he came out. He was on the Joe Rogan podcast, mm. and he really opened my mind to the perspective of. Um, you're only like you can only be better than the version you were yesterday, which is yeah. so true because you you'll only feel bad trying to be better. You can I can never be better than you. I'll never be but like there's a hundred thousand ways you're better than me at something right now, and there's probably less because I'm younger, obviously. <laughs> less, yeah. <than> you. <laughs> but that's just that's the truth of it. Like there is everyone. There's no point comparing yourself to anyone because. Like you're not them. You have no idea. You, you, it's just impossible. You're just not them. Mm. Yeah, it's it's so true, man. You know, and you know they, they say comparison is the the thief of joy. You know that when we're constantly comparing ourselves with other people, you know what I mean. Saying, "Oh, my neighbor has a nicer car, or my cousin has a fucking." Me cousin has a fucking nice house sort of thing, you know, but it's like knowing there's people out there that give their right arm to be in your position, like, you know what yeah. I mean? And yeah. we're always looking at what we don't have or what what's up. But it's like there's people out there looking at you going, oh, I wish I had that or I wish I had this, like, you know what I mean? So again, it comes back to living in the present, you know, if we're thinking like that and, com- and comparing and stuff, it's just how we're going living back in the ego, looking for our wants and I want this, I want that. But if I come back to living in the present moment, I realise that I'm, I'm, I'm grateful to have a healthy healthy body and a healthy perspective. And once I have them two things, you know, I'm, I don't need anything else. Yeah, no, yeah, I can't disagree with you or anything. Because um, the more I have these conversations with people and these conversations even in my head or I watch a video, it definitely has someone like from my perspective like from my perspective what i always wanted it's like the less i wanted the more i become more fulfilled than myself the, the less i need like all i want now is just less thinking and more positive thinking you know what i mean and more yeah. accepting of the present like that's why I, I was just sitting like sitting in the bed today and i was thinking i just had this thought like all i like what do you like what do you want like it's just so i think it, it just passes through everyone's head on, on a daily but like what do you want we're just looking for things to want and i was just like I think I was going to meditate and I didn't meditate and I was kind of dabbling through a book and I, I was, I just said like, I just want less, just less thinking and just to be more accepting of what I have right now because even though like, I do want to make it really clear for people that do listen and even if this podcast, let's say 10 years down the line and I do become a success or I don't become a success, like whatever it does, like if I do blow up like I really I really could see myself just trying to get out of the scene real quick because I feel like the more it just brings fakeness like the more like fame yeah, fake people trying to take it for your money take it for your talent it just brings money like people do say like it's more money more problems money does mm. actually bring problems like you say yeah. like, I, I'd say like oh yeah I want loads of money so I can settle my family and all this stuff but like honestly, what you really need, like what I have, 
is probably enough right now. Like what I have yeah. right now, like in my head, like it's just instant of trying to survive and do better. We just have that naturally, which is not a bad yeah. thing. It's not a negative thing. I'm not talking down on it. But if you do look at from like that book, um, Power Now and Hector Tolle, like it is important just to sit back and like I kind of have the whole world in my hands right now. Like the fresh yeah. air going through my nose and my mouth, and me sitting down in this nice chair. I've pillows for when I sleep. I have water and food easily. I don't have to walk miles and miles to get some water. Like yeah. are so overlooked and we're just constantly on our phones looking at other people's lives and looking at what they have and you know I just it is it's weird how society's rigged like to have us all mm. thinking that way. You do like you do wonder like Yeah. Like, I suppose like, you you were talking about success there, you know, if you're successful in the in a couple of years down the line. But I think success depends on someone's value. You know what I mean? And that's constantly changing all the time. Like you think in our 20s, all we want to do is to get rich, is to get rich and get rich. And then when we're in our 80s, like we're thinking, oh shit, all I want to do is be young again and go back with a different perspective. Like, you know what I mean? And, yeah. you know, and I think, you know, like, like you have to ask yourself, are the guys who are rich and famous, are they genuinely happy, you know what I mean, and, you know, and I think Bob Marley said it, you know, he was getting interviewed, and a man asked him, like, are you, are you, are you, how much money are you, work, like, how, are you rich, and he's like, what, what's, what's rich, he says, I am rich, he says, how much money have you got, he goes, it's nothing to do with money, it's not about being rich, you know, being rich is, um, you know, being rich is having a peace of mind, you know, having perspective, yeah. it's not about possessions, like, you I know see, what I mean, I and, seen that video, that one. And a lot of the time we only come to realise that when we have all them possessions and we're still sitting there and we still feel lonely and we still feel disconnected, like, you know what I mean? That sometimes they were sitting there after getting all the gold and they were like the magpie sitting there after gathering all the gold and we show anything in the distance and we still feel disconnected, you know what I mean? Yeah. Are, are we going towards, like, you want the Instagram and you say, right, what's success? You, and you say, oh, yeah, success is, let's look at this follower, he has a million likes. It's having a boat and a yacht and uh, looking a certain way, and you know, then we're then we're then we're taught, then we're taught like we're like right in order for me to be successful, I need to get money to go buy a yacht and a jet ski, and this is what success is. But that's only what success is portrayed via social media or Hollywood. You know, is that really success at the end? Like, yeah, it definitely is. Uh, it's definitely a weird. See, that's why I always find myself in a real. Uh, a real weird balance trying to balance it out like here why do you want this like it does put you off what i put myself because it part of that stuff is what motivates me but at the same time i'm looking at it, i'm like why is that motivating you? what what why do you trying to feel like what why do you think if you can get that it's going to make you feel better because you because i've got things like let's say like this iphone i have now like I, like let's say a year ago or whatever I saved up for it and it was like the brand new iPhone. It's like, oh, when I get it, it's going to be savage. It works faster and all. But in reality, like, that, like the, in the, the iPhone won't make a different difference, you know what I mean? It's just, it's just a bit of an upgrade. It won't make me feel any happier. When I get it, it's like, oh, this is cool. And then next thing you know, you feel the sex same. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Like it's, it's nice to have nice things, like, you know, but... If it's my like if, if if I've taught myself that look the only way for me to be happy 
is if I buy something nice and then I buy the new iPhone, but then there's a newer iPhone. Like that's yeah. that's essentially like how capitalism works, like you know what I mean? And yeah. I suppose you have to live life in life's terms, you know. It's like we we naturally like we need like money is an, an important aspect, you know what I mean? But it's not the the be all and end all. And if you believe, if you haven't got loads of it, that that doesn't mean you're a failure, you know what I mean? Yeah. Or that you're not not successful, like you know what I mean? Um, like like that's that's I suppose that's the thing we're led to believe on on social media that the people who are good in life have loads of money but it's not the case you know what I mean it's about having like a healthy perspective and a healthy get wealth is your health and I don't mean that's like a cheesy cliche it's it's, it's true and I suppose I, I only realize that through having bad mental health or you know going through suffering in life that I realize it's the simple things that I get a buzz out of and man, like, if you were to take an example out of people who, like, say if you start a job, are you going to listen to the guy that's doing that job, like, 80 years? Are you going to listen to the guy that's doing that job, like, a year? You know, and this is how I look at life, you know. I'm going to look at the people who are here the longest and what way do they live. And you look at people that are in the 80s and the 90s, they're satisfied by the simple shit. They're not putting selfies up on Instagram trying to get likes. You know, they're like they're just happy to be out and get appreciating their family, their grandkids, you know, appreciating like nature of gardening, you know, getting into the sea, you know, company, community, you know, little simple things like that, like you know what I mean? Yeah. And it um, takes a bit of time to cop on to that, which is Yeah, it takes you it takes about eighty or ninety years, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> That's all. But uh come here, Dale, it's been absolutely powerful talking to you, man. Um yeah. And uh, yeah, man, thanks a million for coming on. Really enjoyed this conversation. And uh, yeah. your your new single coming out now, Vibe with You. I'm looking <laughs> yeah. forward to hearing it, bro. Yeah, it's out now. Yeah, it's on the twenty second, so everyone can check that out. Vibe with You. What's it? It's on Spotify, is it? Yeah, so you check it out on Spotify. So it's yeah, my name's D Y L Z, and then Vibe with You. Dills Fennel. Yeah. Thanks, brother. It's been an absolute pleasure. Nice talking to you, man. Was... I catch you on the next wave, man. Right, and we get a dip in soon, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You're feeling brave. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this will be after that. Yeah. Good. Right. Look, man. Bye bye. Bye. See you.